This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Allen back to throw again. Throws one over the middle. It's tipped, and it's intercepted. C.J. Mosley's got it. Runs right to the 10. And welcome back to an episode of the Cool Your Jets podcast. I'm your host, Ben Blessington, with Michael Nania. And today is finally the day we've been waiting for, day one of the NFL draft, taking place tonight. Michael, how you feeling, man? I'm really excited. We've been waiting for this for quite a while, as is the case pretty much every season in October. November, we start looking forward to this weekend. Uh, and, you know, obviously with everything that's been going on, we've been home more than usual, doing more mock drafts than usual. Uh, than are probably healthy for us. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited, and it's going to be uh, an unusually stressful one for the Jets, too, just with how many options are on the table. It's not like uh, we're at number three or number six, and there's just a, you know, a handful, couple of options. There are, there are just so many different ways they can go, and uh, that's why we've been on the draft machine constantly. You just put out a mock draft. Uh, some people have had some mixed responses to that, but uh, I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no, never. Nobody can agree on uh, on uh, on these mock drafts on Twitter. I mean, I think every time I refresh, I see three new mock drafts. Everybody's making them, especially with these new simulators. I think it's cool because I remember the old days where you'd just have to write them out, and I'd have the Jets taking three first round picks and their first three picks. I would just project falls for all the top guys. But these mock draft simulators force you to be a little bit more realistic. So maybe some people are unhappy about that. But um, yeah, plenty of things to talk about. I, I agree with you, Michael. I think today is probably the most nerve wracking day. Um, for the Jets, I would say day two is the one that I'm the most interested and intrigued by because, you know, with three picks, uh, I think that is the the day that is most important for Joe Douglas, you could argue. I think that's the day that he could have the most impact on the team because I, I project that they'll take at least one receiver, maybe two. They could look at another offensive line prospect. They could go edge corner. Just as long as it's one of those, you know, four positions, I you know, I'm just very curious to see who Joe Douglas takes. Um, but, yeah, day one today that – yeah, it's nervous, or I'm nervous, because there are a lot of teams in front of the Jets that could take offensive tackles. There are teams that are calling to make trades trades up, and you know, both Michael and I agree that the Jets should nab one of those top four uh, offensive tackles if they can. Um, but now there's reports coming out about the Dolphins trying to trade back and or trade back into the top ten and get uh, you know an offensive tackle. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are trying to trade with the Jaguars to get an offensive tackle. Trent Williams is on the block. Maybe he's going to to Cleveland. Um, 
so there's just a lot of things happening um uh you know uh, for tonight and then it's obviously quite nerve-wracking michael what just initially what is your gut feeling about what will happen tonight yeah there's definitely uh, there's just so much going around so i feel like going through it i've had the feeling i feel like more so than most other people that one of those tackles could be there because you have the giants at number four there as we've talked about they're a really big wild card for the jets whether they go with simmons or whether they go with one of the tackles but the trade rumors are just really heating up and it seems like there's going to be a lot of movement uh that we haven't really been able to predict and still can't predict until it really happens the falcons have been heavy heavily involved in rumors to move up the dolphins now there are talks about them you know either trading up for a tackle or you know they could stay at number five and take to uh and then uh, use their other picks to trade up into the top 10, take a tackle. The Buccaneers, as you said, are trying to move up. Uh, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of movement, I think. And we definitely, uh, well, the mocks we've been doing, are, I just don't think are going to come close to what really happens because right. there's going to be uh, so much movement. So I felt like if it stays the way it is, could be at least, there should be at least one tackle for the Jets. If the Dolphins and Chargers take a quarterback, even the Giants, if both those teams take a quarterback, you have the Giants take a tackle. The Cardinals, Browns probably take one. Then there should be one left for the Jets. But there, there's just so much potential movement that, you know, one of them might not be there. And if they're not, I think it's obvious they're going to take one of the top receivers. And, you know, even though for most the consensus seems to be that it's between Lamb and Judy for the top two spots, I think Judy's the best uh, receiver of the bunch. I would take him in that situation. It doesn't seem like the Jets have much interest in him really the buzz has been around Henry Ruggs and CD Lamb with not too much about Judy and there's a ton of smoke you don't know uh you know where there's fire with the smoke or whether it's just uh teams throwing stuff out there to try to drum up interest things like that but I think if none of those tackles are there it's going to be CD Lamb uh but if I do think one of those tackles could be there I think both those uh, both Tua and Herbert will go in the top 10 the Browns also are the Trent Williams rumors have really uh, he started to heat up. I think if he goes to the Browns, that should really help the Jets. Uh, but there, there's just a lot of moving parts in the top 10 that could affect the Jets. So that's what's going to make this really stressful from our perspective, because there's no doubt that getting a tackle at that 11th spot is the absolute best case scenario for the Jets because of how deep the wide receiver position is. Uh, obviously, there's a drop off from Ruggs, Judy and Lamb to the rest of these receivers. But uh, at the same time, receivers in the first round have been very, very prone to busts over the past decade or so, more so than most other positions. And in the second round, it's been one of the best positions to find value, and especially with this class, how deep it is. The Jets can find uh, a receiver who can come in and start for them in the second round or even uh, with one of their third-round picks. So to fill that offensive line need and get one of these four tackles who are all elite in their own right and could come in and start and be an upgrade for them, uh, is definitely the best way to go about it. But uh, there are good fallback options if that doesn't happen. But uh, it's going to be stressful because we came into the offseason with this huge offensive line need. It's still a huge need. They didn't do a whole lot to upgrade it in the free agency period. They made moves. They added depth. But uh, especially at tackle, there's not. they didn't find a surefire upgrade at tackle. Even with Fant, uh, who does give you some upside, you, they didn't upgrade a position yet at tackle. The only position you feel good about is center. So they really need to get one of these top four guys. It would be a huge boost for them. So it's going to be stressful to see all, all the trades that happen, all the movement, uh, and some of these you know, these picks like this, such as the Giants. Uh, mostly the Giants, but also the Dolphins and the Chargers, what they do. 
uh, to see one of these tackles fall. So it's going to be very stressful to watch from our right. perspective. Yeah, I mean, every time I start to be like, oh, I have to be stressed about the, the draft, the Jets need to get an offensive tackle. I do have to remember that, look, worst case scenario, the four tackles are gone. That's the that's the scenario we've been talking about as a team trades up. And it's like, okay, then you can either take a generational talent at receiver or you could trade back and stockpile picks. I do think there is a chance that Joe Douglas would take Josh Josh Jones at 11. I, I do think yeah, that is... I, I do think Jones and Ruggs are a lot more in the mix than we're talking about. Right, exactly. That's that's exactly what I've been saying the past few days, is that you know Josh Jones and Henry Ruggs are definitely up there as two names that I don't really ever see mocked the Jets at 11, but I, I certainly think um, could be viable scenarios. It seems like before before the Jets have been picking you know, in the top five every year where it was kind of certain you kind of could tell who the Jets were going to take, whether it be Sam Darnold or Jamal Adams. Quinton Williams was mocked by a lot of people as well. The Jets kind of always pulled a wild card. You know, that is kind of how the draft goes. If you pick outside the top 10, you don't really know what's going to happen until the day of. And so my gut is to not say that I think the Jets will take a guy like Jedrick Wills or Mekhi Becton. I, I do kind of feel like it could be um, out of nowhere or out of left field. If one of those top four tackles is there, I fully expect Joe Douglas to, uh, to take it. And if they're all gone, I would say that I expect Joe Douglas to trade down. Connor Hughes did say that if the four tackles are gone, he says uh, the Jets will likely take CeeDee Lamb. They could take Henry Ruggs in a trade down, but if they stay at 11 and top four tackles are gone, CeeDee Lamb would be the pick. Let's hope that report is true because it, it, it shows that the Jets wouldn't take Josh Allen's uh, Josh Josh Allen's Jesus Josh Jones uh, at eleven and force the need there. I do like Jones, but I just feel like it's a bit of a reach at eleven. I feel like you only take a tackle at eleven if it's one of those top four guys like Becton or Thomas or Wills or Werfs. Um, but yeah, as you said, I mean it's 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 an exciting day. It's definitely uh, for Jets fans that these few days are the most fun days uh, to, to be a New York Jet. As far as my gut feeling is what will happen. Um. For me, I think I think it's going to be Lamb. I think my gut is telling me those tackles aren't going to be there, yeah. and they're going to take Lamb. That's kind of what my feeling is. If I had to guess, I think the Jets are going to trade down and take Ruggs. If I had to guess, if it, like that's just kind—I of, know it's out of left field, but I just kind of feel like I agree with you. I think the top four tackles are going to be gone. If like as far as how I think the top ten picks will play out. Um, I, I would say that I, I I think Burrow will go one. I think Young will go two. I think uh. You could maybe see a trade up, but for now we'll just we'll, we'll knock out the trades for these yeah, first Detroit few picks. Detroit is really interesting because we've been assuming the whole time they'll just sit there and take Okuda, no, I, which would make a lot of sense for them. But now the rumors are really starting to seem like I, th- I think they'll move. still. Yeah, I think they'll still. And the reason I, I'm kind of disregarding is because I think they'll still end up with Okuda. If I think I think if they trade, they'll trade with either the Chargers or the Dolphins. So right now I'll just keep them at three. But yeah, I think they'll end up with Okuda. I think the Giants at four. I they could really look at trading back, but if they stick there. The guy I think they'll take is is Andrew Thomas. I know some people don't necessarily expect that, but I, I just feel like Dave Gettleman, I hope they take Isaiah Simmons, but I think Dave Gettleman knows that he needs to protect Daniel Jones and he has to be able to block for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I think Thomas has really kind of started flying under the radar. He was the number one guy coming into right. the offseason, but then everyone else started to generate hype because of you know the combine, and it's deserved. Becton and Werfs and Wills. Wills is the best by far, I think, but... Wills and Werfs or Wills or Werfs and Becton did really well at the combine are really right. athletic. They deserve the hype, but I feel like Thomas has kind of flown under the radar because he's less flashy than those guys. But I and, think yeah, teams are going to value him highly. Yeah. And he's been around uh, as, as the top offensive tackle prospect for about a year now. People right. knew about him coming into the season where Becton and, and Werfs and Wills came on a little later. Um, but you know, Connor Hughes was also writing that, that, um, 
plenty of teams still have Andrew Thomas as their top offensive tackle. Just looking at Dave Gettleman's draft history, I think, uh, and his history as a GM, I think that he'll value a left tackle more than a right tackle. So I think he would lean towards Andrew Thomas and Mackay Becton. And I think, you know, Mackay Becton failing a drug test and being a very uh, boomer bust type of pick, I think he'll go with the safer Andrew Thomas, who, as you mentioned, could very easily be the the top offensive tackle in the draft for many teams. Then I think you'll see Herbert or Tua. Uh, I hope the Dolphins go Herbert um, just because uh, I'm a lot more afraid. As somebody who's from Oregon, I don't think Herbert is, is worth the hype. I think he's a lot more of a project than people uh, realize. Uh, if he goes to the right place with the right coaching staff, he could develop. But I think he's a lot more similar to a guy like Josh Allen in, in – uh, in terms of that he's going to be work. He's going to be more of a project. But I think Tua can come out and play well immediately. Um, but you take a guy like Herbert, maybe you sit him behind Fitzpatrick, and he could be something. But um, I'm a lot more afraid of Tua being in the AFC East than I am of, of Justin Herbert. So I think uh, it'll go Herbert and Tua. And then, yeah, that's where the draft really gets interesting was with pick seven with with Carolina. I think, you know, maybe Isaiah Simmons. Then at eight, you're looking at the, uh, uh, that the Arizona Cardinals. We've been assuming that they'll take a right tackle. Uh, there, but you know, look, if Simmons is still available, and and let's say the Panthers take Derek Brown or something, maybe they'll take Isaiah Simmons. Um, but yeah, yeah I think the Panthers think, could be a real domino because if Simmons is still there, then because we based the most common pick for them has been Derek Brown, and that makes sense. But if Simmons is there, they could take him, and now Brown falls, and then that's where the domino kind of starts falling. Right. And if Derek Brown falls, that could be good for the Jets because I think the Jaguars would love taking a guy like Derek Brown and rebuilding that defensive line, which is what got him to the AFC Championship a few years ago. So, yeah, then you're looking at right tackle for the card. So that's between Wills and Wirfs. Uh, you could go either or on, on that one. Then you're sitting at nine. That's where the Jaguars could take Derek Brown or trade with the Bucks. Um, but I agree with you. I, I, think, I think that Bucks trade is with the Jags is really likely. I think uh, the Bucks yeah. really have to get that tackle and they're going to be right. aggressive for it. Yeah, so you have you have the Giants taking Thomas. You have the cards. Probably let's just say uh, Werfs. I don't. You know. Yeah, let's, let's go with Werfs for them. I, I we'll think go. they should go Wills, but Werfs makes sense for what they're what they do offensively. Right, and then you're looking at at nine. The Bucks trade up. I think they're going to take uh, a blindside protector for for Tom Brady. Maybe they go with Wills. Um, doesn't really matter. Um, but we'll go with we'll go with Wills for them. And then you have the Browns there, and they take Mackay Beckton. Now you're sitting the Jets. You're pick eleven. All four tackles are gone. I, I would be very happy with CeeDee Lamb, but I do think the smarter Joe Doug- – we, we've seen what type of GM Joe Douglas is. He's the frugal uh, type of general manager who takes measured approaches, and, and I think the trade down just makes a lot of sense for him. He didn't necessarily get what he wants in the offensive tackle. He could go and just get the weapon for Sam Darnold, which, as I said, I'd be very happy about. Or he could trade down a few spots, go down to like 15, 16, and take a guy like Ruggs if he's there, stockpile picks. And get more picks in day two and day three. As I said, I think day two is the most intriguing day. Day one is obviously the, the most stressful and the most, uh, you could argue, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say important because I think day two is the, the most important, but it's maybe the most exciting day, day one, the, the top prospects. But I, again, I think Joe Douglas knows is that those rounds two, three, and four are the most important um, for this franchise. Obviously, round one matters, but they have to hit on those mid round picks because they just haven't done it and all the good teams do. So, yeah, I, I think they'll explore trade down and, try to land one of those receivers uh, or maybe they, they trade down and take Josh Jones. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I would be ecstatic if one of those four tackles fell. Um, but I agree with you. I think, I think with the giants, the cards, the Browns, the bucks, even the dolphins all circling around uh, those tackles. I think, I think it's likely that, that they all could be gone, but who knows? You know, we've also seen reports that this draft could be a lot weirder than, than many expect that guys who people don't have going in the top 10, go in the top 10 and, and vice versa. 
Um, so I'm just I'm very excited about this. Obviously, we haven't had much to look forward to in the sports world in a while. Uh, and these next three days will provide uh, quite a bit of relief. So, Michael, final projection for you is CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I definitely CeeDee Lamb is what's kind of coming to me. And with the with the tackles, it's just rotated so much. I felt like Thomas is likely one now. It seems like he's going back up and Becton's falling. Uh, I feel like those tackles are going to be gone and they're going to go CeeDee Lamb. Among the tackles, there hasn't been much of a consensus, but real quick, how do you rank them uh, in your humble opinion? How would you rank those four tackles? Will's definitely number one. That's the easiest uh, the easiest choice to make out of the bunch. He's just the complete package. Uh, I'm really confident in him. Other than Chase Young, he's probably, uh, and, and Okuda you can put up there, but I'm, I'm really confident he's going to be good. Uh, but I put Will, uh, Will's number one. I think Thomas number two, like, like we've been talking about, like, He's been in this conversation. He was before the season. He was at the end of the season. Uh, and he's kind of flown under the radar in the public eye. I think he's going to be good. Uh, I would put Worf's number three over Becton. I think there's just a little... He, Becton's just not quite as safe as some of these other... As the other three guys are, his upside is tremendous. All, all four of these guys have great upside. But uh, obviously, Becton has really good upside and is and is a great player. He's not a project. It's not like you're just drafting him because of his size. He's already a really good player. But I think uh, the other three are more complete packages right now than he uh, than he is. And also, Becton is uh, just just guys of that size have been typically uh, tougher to project and you know harder to hit on. Uh, and I think those other three are better bets. But I'd go Wills, Thomas, Wirfs, and Becton. But I, I do think all four are worthy of the 11th pick. And and how do you rank the receivers? Top three, at least. Top, I, I think Judy's, Judy's number one for me. Because I feel like route running is the most important trait for a receiver. It it gets overlooked because it's hard to see on, it's hard to see on highlight reels. doesn't show up on TV. It's it's just really hard to see without actually having film to watch, and especially in college, most of us don't have access to that. Uh, so it just really gets overlooked, and it's just so important. I feel like Judy has uh, the the skills as a route runner that are going to allow him to succeed anywhere. So Judy is my number one. Lamb is right there after him. His numbers, from a numbers standpoint, what he did last season is historic. Just one of the best seasons. Uh, at least since advanced stats have been available, but even just in terms of raw numbers, one of the best seasons ever. He's great after the catch, uh, and his route running isn't isn't on Judy's level, but you know it's good enough to complement how good he is with the ball in his hands. So Lamb's definitely elite right there with Judy. Uh, Ruggs would definitely definitely be number three. Uh, his speed is, uh, and it's not just deep speed with him; it's what he can do with the ball in his hands, uh, turning on the Jets after he makes the catch. Uh, so that's I definitely would put Rugs three, but I'd go Judy number one, then Lamb, uh, then then a pretty big drop off to Rugs number three. Yeah, I agree with you on all those, except I would probably flip Becton and Worfs. I like Worfs a lot, and I but I, you know Becton's ceiling is just so um, high, and he's just so intriguing to watch. I mean, there's there's a reason many scouts are call him the most exciting guy to watch on film uh, as far as the offensive line prospects. You know, I don't know if Adam Gase and Frank Polak are, are the guys to develop him. But if he can be properly developed, I mean, he he has out of any of those tackles the highest probability of or of achieving like a, a generational tackle. You know, obviously, I think Wills and Wirfs and Thomas are good players, but Becton, that ceiling is just so enticing. And I don't think his floor is as low as people think it is. I do think at at his floor, 
he is still a competent tackle in this league. I don't think you're going to walk out and, and just see, um, I'm trying to think of just some Brandon shell. Oh yeah, there we go. I could just go to the jets, uh, <laughs> former offensive tackles. If I want to look for a bad example, you know, I don't think you're going to have a guy come out, uh, like back to just be absolutely an absolute turnstile. Like some people think as his floor, I think his floor is a lot higher than people think it is. And his ceiling is just a, so much higher than all those other tackles and I'll put him at three, but I agree with you on the top two, uh, that I think that, that, uh, Wills and Thomas are, are one and two. And I agree with you on the receivers as well. You know, we were talking before the podcast. It's not surprising. I think if the jets had to rank them, I think it goes lamb rugs, Judy, um, because we were talking, the jets need a Z receiver who can dominate intermediately, who has tremendous running after the catch ability. They also probably need a receiver who can, you know, handle jump balls. That's, you know, that's probably lesser, uh, on their on their needs since they have tight ends and Herndon and Griffin and, and whatnot and, and even Perriman can can do that a little bit but Lamb is a guy who does all of that he doesn't have the burner speed I guess but he obviously has the the run after catch ability he has the the uh, jump ball ability he's probably the most complete receiver uh, in this class is what I would say um, so for him for me he's number one uh, I agree with you on Judy being number two but the thing with Rugs. Uh, he brings that that intermediate, you know, you can throw a, a quick slant to him and he can take it 60 yards for a touchdown, which is something the Jets don't really have. Um, so I, I would imagine that Adam Gase loves Henry Ruggs and, and CeeDee Lamb as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if they take a receiver, but I think the the goal will be tackles. And if no tackles, trade down a few spots and take a receiver or Josh Jones. That's what I fully expect as far as the final prediction. I'll go I'll go trade down and taking Henry Ruggs. That's, that'll be the, my final prediction for tonight. Uh, you can follow us at CYJPod on Twitter. Uh, you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find it on JetsXFactor.com. We will be doing podcasts every day for the next few days. We'll be having, uh, obviously, this one on the day of the draft. We'll do one uh, for tomorrow, reviewing what happens tonight. We'll do one uh, for Saturday morning, reviewing what happened on days two and day three. And we'll have one uh, coming out Sunday morning, reviewing what happened uh, from rounds four to seven. So you'll be hearing a lot from Michael and I. Uh, we'll keep this one short, just talking about what we think will happen. It's It should be a tackle or a receiver. Maybe a corner comes out of nowhere, but tackle, receiver, trade down. Uh, that Those are the things that, that we expect to happen. Michael, any last words? I don't know if Jets Twitter would be ready for a corner pick in the first round. Uh, I don't think anyone is ready for that. I'm definitely not. I would not be okay with that. But uh, I guess, like you said, like there's been a lot of reports that this draft could be uh, more so than any other, a lot different than what we've been seeing uh, in mock drafts and stuff like that. So maybe it does happen. And if they trade down, you know, they can get someone, you know, that is a good value, like, you know, Gladney or Fulton or some uh, someone like that. Then, you know, maybe there is, uh, you know, it could make sense. But let's let's be honest. It's just they have to get some offense. Uh, number one priority is O-line. Uh, if you can't get that and you can get one of these top receivers, that is a plenty good fallback. They're lucky to be to be in in this position where there are a lot of really elite talents at both their two greatest positions of need on the O line and receiver. So uh, as long as they don't do anything crazy, they should be coming out tonight with an elite player at a huge position of need that really affects uh, Sam Darnold's livelihood and how easy his job is. So uh, that they should be able to come out tonight with one of those, and if they do. It's a success. There are varying levels of success, you know, based on whether they can get one of those tackles, which tackle they get, which receiver they go to, if they can get a trade down. But as long as they get one of those top receivers or tackles, it is a pretty good night. Yeah, I agree with that. Joe Douglas knows his responsibility and is to protect Sam Darnold, surround him with weapons. And let's hope that's what he can do over the next three days. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow. 
uh, recapping what happened on day one and, and previewing days or rounds uh, two and three of the NFL draft. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, stay indoors, and let's hope Joe Douglas nails this draft tonight. Jets.